Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Prayer Problems Podcast, where we talk about common problems that real people just like you have with prayer. If we are totally honest, we will um, realize or recognize that we all come to prayer with our own understanding, with our own struggles, with our own challenges, and we want to grow in our prayer life with God. And that's what this podcast is all about, helping you grow in some very practical ways. If you're just jumping in and this is the first episode you've listened to, I encourage you to jump back to episode one where we talked about what is prayer. Now, each episode does stand on its own, so you can listen to this episode, or I'd encourage you to jump back, start from the beginning, and you'll get here shortly. All right, I'm so excited. This week, we are going to be talking about how we can be spirit-led. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time that we have together. Lord, I ask that you'd bless every person that's listening, every person that's watching. God, I ask that you would help us to grow in prayer, help us to grow in being spirit-led, to be sensitive to your leading and your guidance and your wisdom. Lord, to be sensitive to your promptings, And Lord, help us to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh, Lord God. Help us to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the problem for today's episode is not necessarily a problem, but it's definitely a question that many people have, and it's how can I be more Spirit-led? If you've been in church for any amount of time, you've probably heard uh, this phrase, or maybe you've seen it in Scripture. It's to be Spirit-led. I want to be led by the Spirit. What does that mean? I want God to lead me and direct me. I want God to lead me in um, my actions and what I do on a daily basis. I want God to help me in my decision-making. I want to do the will of God. I want to do what pleases God. And so the question is, How can we be more spirit-led? Here's a couple of scriptures to consider where this kind of phrasing um, or uh, verbiage comes from right out of scripture. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Okay, Jesus was led by by the Spirit into the wilderness. That's a very interesting scripture if you want to really pick it apart and think about it. You know, Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. There's several things that are happening there that we don't expect to see happen when God leads us. Sometimes we only expect God to take us places that are pleasant, that are happy, that are great, that are prosperous, that yes, I'm going to the promised land, amen. But here we see Jesus is led by the Spirit into what? The wilderness, and he's there for a specific purpose, to be tempted by the devil, okay? Now, this podcast is not about um, unpacking that But I think it's just interesting that if you're led by the Spirit, who knows where you'll go. Uh, But Jesus himself, the man, the myth, the legend, um, the Son of God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he was led by the Spirit. He didn't wake up one day and say, I want to just go to the wilderness and maybe I'll be tempted by the devil there. No, he was led by the Spirit. This phrase comes up again in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 
where Paul says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And so here we see, and in context of Romans chapter 8 and the verses that come just before it, Paul's talking about putting to death the deeds of the body and instead living by the Spirit and what pleases God. And then he uses this phrase that if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're a child of God. The people who are led by the Spirit are children of God. And so part of your birthright as a child of God is to be led by the Spirit, okay? To be guided, directed, helped, encouraged, um, and, and strengthened by the Spirit of God. Paul again uses this language in Galatians chapter 5, verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the Law, And he talks about the dynamic between walking by our flesh to gratify the desires of our flesh versus walking by the Spirit to to do what pleases the Spirit. And he talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, um, faithfulness, and self-control. I'm getting confused, but it's okay. And then he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, just after that, this is the NLT version. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So here's the question. How can we be Spirit-led? And the reason this is important, the reason that this is critical, what we're talking about is, is really being mindful of God's presence and direction in your life. And the person who's not spirit-led is the person who doesn't give a rip about God at all, right? And so we are children of God. We want to be disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. We want to grow and know God better. We want to follow him. We want to go deeper in prayer, right? And so part of that is we want to be spirit led. And it's a good thing, a great thing to be led by the Spirit because that means you're not just depending upon yourself and your own abilities, but you're depending upon God and His wisdom and seeking His will and His plans for our lives. Okay, so as I was thinking about this topic to be Spirit-led, led by the Spirit, there's kind of two um, major dimensions um of being led by the Spirit that I want to talk about today. The first is being Spirit-led in everyday actions and decisions, and the second is being Spirit-led in big decisions, okay? So think about it. On on a small scale, daily, over and over, every day, and a big picture, big decisions, big crossroads moments, we want to be led by the Spirit. So that first part, being led by the Spirit in everyday actions and decisions. The Holy Spirit should impact the way we carry out our day. God should have a say over what we do and how we do it. If we go through our days, right, and we sense no leading, no impact of the Spirit, and and I mean even down to the most basic level that God says, love one another, love your neighbor, right? And, and you at, at, at no point 
go against what you would have wanted to do and you loved your neighbor instead, right? Like even something so basic, like you don't do that at all. Anything in any way, shape, or form, God has no impact on your life, then you're not being spirit-led in any way, shape, or form. But if throughout your day and throughout your life, you are being impacted by God's leading, meaning scripture through prayer, through promptings. You know, there's lots of ways that we can be led by the Spirit. You know, some people say it feels like a nudge, you know, in their heart. It feels like, uh, um, kind of almost feels like there's like this tightness in your chest. And it's like, until I do that thing that I know, I just see it. It's just there. It's like, I got to do that. It's like I'm being I'm being stirred, right? And, and until I do it, it that, that feeling won't go away. Now, that's being led by the Spirit. Well, sometimes people uh, see things, you know, they see something and it's almost like a, oh, you know, it's like, and it's being highlighted to you for whatever reason. Sometimes you hear a word, you hear a thought or a phrase, and it and it leads you. Um, other times, people in your life will speak something to you, and and that is God's leading to you through another person. And many, many times, I hope, I hope that through Scripture, as you're reading, you're being led by the Spirit, because the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. And as you read God's word, the Holy Spirit, his job is to illuminate God's word to you so that it comes alive and active and and makes it impact in you and through you. And so you read God's word and you put it into practice and you're being spirit led. You know, the big thing is in our everyday actions and decisions, is your life open? Do you live your life open to God's leading? Are you open to what God wants you to do? Are you being sensitive? Are you taking times to pray throughout the day? God, lead me. Lord, bless this day and use me for your glory. God, give me opportunities to to show your kindness and your love. You know, do you take moments where you just pause and try to take it all in and see what maybe God wants to do in that situation, in that moment? Being open is a big deal, being open to what God wants to do. Now, does this mean that you need a specific prompting, a specific word, a specific nudge to do anything for God? No. Now, this is one thing that I think is very important. God's word, all of it, is his leading, okay? And so, do you need the Spirit of God to specifically lead you to love your neighbor as yourself? No. You've already been told you should love your neighbor as yourself. Do you need the Spirit of God to specifically lead you to to want to worship God and praise God? No, He's worthy of our praise. We should love God before everything else, and we should love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. You don't need to be led in a, a fresh or new way to do the most basic things. You shouldn't stand back and say, you know, that person in front of me in line, you know, they forgot their wallet at home and and it's just a, a meal and it's 15 bucks and I've more than got it. You know, you don't need to sit there and be like, Holy Spirit, is this what God wants me to do? You know, it's like, just do the right thing. You know what I mean? Like God has has blessed you. He's helped you. And all throughout scripture, we see that being generous to those that are in need is a big deal, is very important and very powerful. And so why are you standing around waiting to be led when you've already been led? 
There's so much in Scripture that we've been led to do. So, so does that mean we need to live our lives walking around? Is, is God leading me to do this? Is God leading me to do this? And I, no, there's plenty of things where the Word is already clear and God is calling you to love others, to help others, to protect others, to care for others. Do I need to be led by God to love my family? No. No, I don't need to. And, it, and it's great when he gives me specific things. But, uh, but does he need to tell you, you know, do you need to be led to do your laundry? No. <laughs> no, and some people, some people are listening and are like, yeah, I need to lead you, please, Lord. Help me, remind me. No, you don't need to be, does God need to lead you to take a shower? No, you know, it's like basic things. You don't have to sit around and wait for a leading. But what we're saying here is on, on an everyday basis, are you open? to God's leading? And are you asking the Lord? If you ask God in prayer, lead me today. Holy Spirit, show me something. Do something today that 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 I that I need to respond to. Reveal something to me today that I need to act on. Like if you ask, he will do it. If you are open, he will lead you. And now what you don't want is for this to devolve into a fear-based mentality of am I missing the leading of God? Am I missing out? Am I am I doing this wrong and you are now trying to measure up to a standard. Now, that's the spirit of God. We've not been given the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and self-control. Power, love, and self-control. And so be careful that this doesn't turn into like a, oh man, uh, and it's and you're moved by fear, but in love, out of love for God, being open. What do you want to do in me today, God? Where are the opportunities that you're going to use me? And, and throughout the day, because, man, if we're honest, this is, this is one thing that's true. We forget, okay, and we get caught up in the busyness. And so taking moments to pause and wait on the Lord and ask God, Show me something today. Help me today. I'm about to go into this meeting. I'm about to go into work. God, give me an opportunity. Lead me today. I'm open. I'm looking. I'm, I'm waiting for what you want to do. And having that posture of openness and being led by the Spirit will change what you receive, what you hear. And, we'll, and I guarantee you God will give you opportunities specifically to be led by Him. Okay. So the first thing was, you know, being spirit-led in everyday actions and decisions. The second thing is to be spirit-led in big decisions, okay? So everyday actions and then big decisions. We need to learn to slow down and use discernment to discern what God wants to do in and through us when it comes to big decisions decisions, big opportunities, big um, branching paths. You know what I'm talking about? There are times in our lives where I can go left or I can go right, and they're going to lead to very different destinations, okay? That may be a job choice, a career, a move for your family. It may be deciding what school to put your kids in, what extracurriculars to do with them. It may be um, deciding who you're going to marry or who you're even going to date. Like, I'm talking about branching paths that there are going to be very different um, different destinations depending on what you choose. Now, I know that this is true. In the book of Proverbs, the book about wisdom, right? Book about wisdom says that wisdom is crying out in two places. 
It says that it's crying out at the gates of the city. And so before you enter into something, before you decide to partake in something, before you decide to do something, okay, wisdom's crying out. But then the other place the book of Proverbs says wisdom is crying out, says, says that she's crying out where the, the place where the paths meet, Okay, and what does that mean? The place where there are multiple options and directions that you can go, where you have to decide a decision, make a big decision. Okay, the Bible says that wisdom is literally crying out, and the only way you miss wisdom's voice is if you don't stop to listen. And now, this I'm not saying this to to pick on anybody, but maybe I kind of am. All right, we go to a football game. Or a baseball game, and we're like, Lord, please, please help my team. God, let this be a good, a good pitch right now. God, please, Lord, turn it around. God, turn it around. You know, and we we pray at a sporting event. We pray at you know this like these random things, right? But then we go to buy a house. We go to get married. We go to uh, decide we're going to move across the country, and we barely pray at all. And what I would challenge you is that for big decisions, and I'm talking, you know, where am I going to go to college, all right? Or where, what job am I going to do? What career do I want to focus on? Um, how do I want to move my family forward and raise them? Like big decisions that you need to slow down and you need to spend time with God in prayer, seeking His wisdom seeking his will, and in that way to be spirit-led in a very deep uh, and meaningful way. But here's the reason, here's one of the reasons I think we don't do this, okay? I think that we oftentimes have our mind made up before we even pray of what we want to do. And if we pray at all, it's just to get confirmation, because who's the Lord of your life really? And for some of us, we're the Lord of our own lives. And I've already decided I want to go here. I want to do this thing. And God's only job is to confirm and bless what I want to do. And so we come to God and we're not really looking for what he has to say. We're just looking for confirmation. Or we don't go to God at all because we don't want to hear a single thing that's going to contradict what we already want to do. And, um, and that's why I think a lot of people will avoid this process of being spirit-led. You have to slow down and take time to discern. You can't throw up a two-minute prayer before you make a 40-year decision. You get what I'm saying? Like, how can we throw up a two-minute prayer before we make a decision that's going to impact the next 40 years? I'm saying you need to slow down and you need to spend time with the Lord in prayer for days, if not weeks, depending on what the situation is. And here's the example that we have to follow. Looking at Jesus' life in Luke chapter 6, even Jesus, okay, he took extra time in prayer before big decisions. Look at this in Luke chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. One day, soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. That was his thing. He would get away, get alone. And here's the interesting thing. And he prayed to God all night. Some translations said he prayed through the night. And that's where you get this phrase. A lot of people like to say, pray it through. Okay. Did you pray it through? But Jesus, he prayed all through the night, overnight. He didn't sleep. He prayed. And what he did after that is incredible. At daybreak, 
he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. So the guys that he chose to be his 12 apostles, the inner crew, the guys that were going to leave a lasting impact beyond his own life, right? The guys, if you read in the book of Acts, who set up the church and established God's church um, in this world, Jesus says, hey, I'm not going to just make this decision and you know, kind of just flippantly do it and just, okay, God, you know, this is already, I already got 12 guys in mind. I've seen them. I've seen this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. They're great. They're It's going to be awesome. Lord, bless this decision, Lord. Amen. You know, he's like, no, he prayed all night long until he got what he needed to get, until he was sure because he was led by the Spirit and then he was able to pick those 12 guys. And then the cool thing was after he picked the 12, then he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, which um, is recorded here in the book of Luke in chapter 6, but it's also in Matthew 5 through 7. But he preaches then to a massive crowd after what? He'd been praying all night long. And so if Jesus had to pray through the night, before picking the 12 disciples, like, and I mean praying through the night, he spent like, I don't know, eight to 12 hours straight in prayer. Like, I, I think, I think it'd be incredible if we spent eight hours in prayer over the course of two weeks on a subject. You know what I mean? But like Jesus was like, boom, I'm going to pray and seek God until I get the direction that I need. And so we need to realize that if we're going to make big decisions, we need big prayer. And we need to spend time with God to be spirit-led. And um, there's a phrase through church history and the contemplative tradition that um, some phrasing, some terminology that they use, which I think is really powerful. They say, you know, if you are if you are praying about something, about a situation, there's two feelings to look for. It's desolation and consolation. And they would use these in the process of discernment and discerning what um, what to do and what not to do. And desolation is basically a word that means kind of like the worst of the worst feeling. Like you think about something and it just brings death to you. It's just like, ugh. And then consolation is the opposite. It's positive. You think about something and it brings life to you. There's, there's a peace. There's a sense of joy. Um, and you know... Uh, if you've ever prayed and you've prayed and you've had peace about something, you know, a lot of people use that expression, I have really had peace about something, that's consolation. And so what these um, these ancient followers of Jesus would, would do is if they had a decision, a big decision, they would pray until they would get one of those feelings. And so let's say, you know, your decision is, uh, am I going to buy this house or I'm not going to buy this house? And you pray and you seek the Lord and you're asking, God, give me wisdom, help me. And you take times of waiting. Maybe you're journaling. Maybe you're reading scripture. But you're praying and you're spending time with God, asking him, Lord, help me. Lord, I I know what I want. This is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm feeling and these are the facts. and And you're kind of like throwing it all out before the Lord and you're praying. And then you're going to get one of these two feelings eventually. And I don't know how long. Um, And here's the truth. If you need a quick decision, God will give you a quick decision. I know when we bought our house, we needed a quick decision. Like it was like we snapped it right before it really even went on the market. It was like really cool. Um, But we had to sit in the car and we had to we had less than an hour to get on it um, because the housing market was crazy. I don't know. But um but we needed a quick decision, and guess what? We got a quick 
answer. We need we got a quick decision from the Lord being led. But I think that there's many, many, many times where we don't need a quick decision. We would prefer a quick decision because quick decisions are convenient. All right. But sometimes it's a process. It takes a long time. But you're praying and you're waiting. And if you're buying a house, let's say it's yes or no to buying this house. You're praying and you're waiting until God leads you in one direction or another. Whether it is consolation, it's positive. It's like I've got this peace. I've got this assurance. I feel the Lord's leading me in this direction that we can go ahead and go for it. Or you've got desolation. All of a sudden, this is how it'll feel. This is how it'll happen. All of a sudden, as you're thinking about that decision, you're thinking about that house, you're thinking about that way, and all of a sudden, it's like a black cloud is starting to come over it. Instead of like, man, you know, this is going to be great, da, 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 God begins to give you this leading and direction of like, man, this is, this is bringing me death, thinking about this. Like, to buy that house now, like, he has totally changed the direction of my heart and the way I want to go, and I'm being led by the Spirit, that that would bring, that brings, that doesn't bring Life, joy, blessing, and peace, that's bringing desolation. That's bringing heartache. That's bringing pain. Like, okay, I know this is not the way to go, and I'm going to stop and not go any further because I know now at this point if I went any further, it'd be the wrong direction to go. It's almost like it's like you know it's like if somebody says, hey, you know, don't do that, and it's like after they say don't do that, you're like, I'm going to do that. You're like crossing a line at that point. You know what I mean? Like they expressed like this is the this is right and this is wrong and you know it. And so that is that process of being led by the spirit for a big decision. You have to take time and I'm telling you that God will lead you. He will give you direction and the spirit of God will lead you into God's will and the way he wants you to go. But you have to slow down and take the time to sort it out with him. Discerning God's will is um is not that quick, you know. We we are used to quick, you know. Amazon Prime, microwaves and you know, everything is on demand. But um, God's will is not on demand. It is according to his timing and timetables. And um, you actually have to have a relationship with him. And you gotta, you got to spend time with him and be with him to hear his heart and hear what he wants you to do. Amen. So how can we be more spirit-led? Two, two suggestions. One, in your everyday actions, you want to be open to God's leading, you want to ask God in prayer, lead me today, show me, give me opportunities, um, and of course, to be led by what he's already told us to do in scripture, basic things, um, don't use it as a cop-out, you know, I'm waiting to be led, you know, like, don't use that as a cop-out, you know, do the right thing if you know what is the right thing to do, um, but we want to be led in our everyday actions, and then we also want to be led in big decisions, which is a process. It takes time, and we need to really hold those things before the Lord until He gives us um, direction in one way or the other. And there's almost a dying of a sense um, because we usually go into those situations with what we want to see happen, and so there are sometimes a death that has to take place in your in yourself, dying to self to truly be open to God's will and what he wants to do. Whatever whatever your will, Lord, I, I want your will to be done. Kind of like Jesus in the garden. Um, while buying a house is not as serious as uh, dying on the cross. Um, <laughs> but it's the same principle. Jesus 
in the garden. He says, he's like, let, if there's any way possible, Father, let this cup pass before I don't want to do this, if I don't have to do this. But he says, but not my will, but yours be done. So it's a surrendering to God in that process and then being open to his wisdom, his direction, desolation, consolation, um, where what's bringing life, what's bringing death, and what direction is God leading you in that big decision. The big thing is, the big thing is taking time in prayer to be led by the Spirit is huge, is huge, and having that posture to be led by him. Let me pray for you, and uh, we'll wrap this up. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast. God, as we desire to grow in prayer, we desire to be more um, led by your Spirit. Father, I just ask that for each one of us, Lord, you'd help us to sense your leadings, your promptings, your guidance, and help us to slow our lives down enough to be able to listen and hear what you are telling us to do. God, we just thank you for your leading, that you're so with us. Holy Spirit, that you are guiding us and leading us into truth. Lord, we just ask that you would bless each person, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Prayer Problems podcast. Um, if you want to learn more about prayer, you can go to victoryaog.org slash prayer. And I'd encourage you, if you haven't listened to the other episodes of the podcast, check them out. They're good. and uh, They come out once a month on the last Friday of the month, and we're looking forward to the next one. All right. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next time.